This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Forever. Dog. Hot gods. Now, we love to chat. We love to talk. We're chit-chatters. We love to talk about what's going on in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to do a quick little 30-minute show called Hot Goss, where we cover all the hot gossip going on in the world, in the kingdom. We get a little bit political, and we take a question from you, our faithful and amazing listeners. This is Race Chaser Presents Hot Goss. So section one, I think we should just do a roundup of this weekend. Girl, jump into it. There are so many goings on and happenings. Everything in drag happened this weekend in Los Angeles. It was Drag High Holidays to the extreme this year. Yeah, I mean, it was DragCon weekend, as Mm -hmm. we all know. Con being the operative word. Um, Right. Because most Um, of the girls weren't there. (laughs) Well. A lot of girls weren't there. You think, is that the hot goss? Honey, it's... it's not hot gossip. Do we not do drag con anymore? Like I, I oh. remember back in the olden days, it was a privilege to get to do drag con. Here's the thing: I think it's very unfair that, and I'll say it, World of Wonder gives out stanchions to some girls, and then they make other girls buy them from the convention center. I had to buy them last year. My name was spelled wrong in the book, and this year I wasn't even in the goddamn book. And I, of course, had to buy stanchions. And I actually you weren't got, in the book. No, I wasn't in the book. Did and they you, knew where I was? Did you use your na- your own name when you booked it? It was booked under Outer Pocket Productions, but they knew I was there. That's why they knew I needed an extra booth for line control and gave me that at least. But they did not put me in the book again. At least they didn't spell my name wrong. So I think they're um, shady and tepid for that. But I was glad to be there and super thankful for um, the experience. I got to meet all these awesome people yeah. who told us our podcast was cool which it was like yeah, it was great we did to, hear a to, lot of good feedback yeah, it was really cool Definitely. knowing that like people were listening and um uh i stole my stanchions from uh scarlet envy so <laughs> oh uh, yeah i was like well she doesn't need these i'm taking them because by sunday a lot of girls weren't showing up by saturday some girls had cleaned out their booths and it was just their little chair and table left because they were like you know what oh. it was definitely slower this year for sure on sunday well i didn't go sunday only Nobody because, well, <laughs> there was um, the pageant, of course, happening. Ugh. The Drag Queen of the Year pageant competition awards contest Just competition. competition. Um, we had a lot to do and there was just no possibility of it happening. But the show went really amazingly. I was there. It was sickening. Yes. Congratulations to Abora, our winner. And you didn't see it, but I saw her cut herself. She bled for the win. She bled. She actually she cut took out a box cutter and Bora cu- cut herself, or was it one of her backup people? She cut herself. She cut her sternum. The bitch on stilts. Oh That's Abora. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was a judge. I noticed these things. I judge. Right. Yeah. Um. We made sure to Full administer judgment. field sobriety tests to all the judges, so <laughs> they were one hundred percent in their capacities as judges, um, as officials. Yes. 
as icons. Oh yeah, celebrity guest judges. Um, it was so much fun. We we had a ball. Yeah, and we did. Um, Gosh, it I... was year one, and um, it wasn't perfect technically by any means. However, we had so many cameras in the place, and with the magic of editing, we can make it seem like the slickest fucking Oscar awards fucking looking show ever. You don't even need magic; you just need a good editor. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think my favorite thing was noticing the embroidery on Aurora's stall for evening. I was like, "It's monogrammed. She's got embroidery." Wait, like, it was monogrammed? Monogrammed. The white stoles? The white stole, the inside satin lining. It had her husband's name on it. <laughs> we were gagged. Women do not deserve other men's, men's husband, husband. Other men's wives, wives fur, fur coats. It is purple mink. mink. Um, I was I was gagged by that. Um, it was fabulous. And the contestants all brought so much fierceness and creativity Saviana and really impressed me the energy yes the energy was phenomenal and like that's really what it's about and um i'm i'm really just yeah. i'm really congratulations congratulations to everyone yeah it was really cool and the message of inclusivity yeah and um just raising money for the lgbt center yep. which was a surprise for me i love any way to get a tax write-off um, totally fully i'm gonna need that receipt for those raffle tickets i bought please. i'm gonna need the receipt I don't need the receipts. Show me the receipts. I want to see the receipts. Well, what other hot goss do you have from this weekend? Because you well, were like, there's some goss we need to discuss. Yeah, let me tell you this. My favorite thing about this weekend was connecting with someone who I thought there was um, going to be more tension with. Um, I had read an interview once upon a time where someone called me, quote, fucking busted. And I was like, that's Monique weird. Hart. Yeah. Um, so I saw her at a club. I was tipping some strippers. And then um, I said, I said hi. And then outside near the sidewalk sale we were like um we were both outside i think i was talking to uh t.s cole from hard candy hey daniel um and i i just asked her i was like hey and um we talked about it and i found out why she was why um she obviously felt some sort of way about me a little bit yeah. she explained it and she was really nice um there's this i called her lupita nyong'o at some point in 2014 while i was working with her i kind of know the situation in American Apparel Ad Girls what's the celebrity name that I say Lupita Nyong'o exactly so when there's someone who might look kind of like Lupita Nyong'o and it's during that song I will always find that person you know and gesture or something mm -hmm. and she she felt some sort of way and she is more than welcome allowed to I don't know her her experience as a person of color, a queen of color, or what was going on that day, but I apologize for offending her because that is my job to do, to apologize to anybody who feels offended by me racially because I yeah. can't have that experience and my privilege dictates I need to apologize. So I apologize to her. And then the next day I saw her again and um, she like thanked me for like, you know, talking to her about it instead of just like, you know, and at that point she's like, and I need to come by and see you about these girls are talking about the tape and the girl behind me, Astara, <laughs> my, my makeup chick who helped me all weekend in my booth and everything had a roll of tape with her. And yeah. I said, here girl, enjoy it. So the it was like, tape. yeah, girl, it, it was the most wonderful experience to come out of drag kind of me of connecting with a sister and clearing the air and just starting yeah. over. Cause she's a cool girl. She's I, really I, great. Yeah. And, 
like I love watching her perform and I loved on the reunion the one year when Rue said well did have your wigs come off before and she said many times <laughs> just <laughs> many, like many she's, times. she's a fucking drag queen and I really yeah. like her so that's why I would always like harp on like her like you know and I not getting along because it was kind of like a, one of those things where I didn't understand I wanted to like her and yeah. I do now so it's great hello Monique Hart I love you. Um, and her makeup's sickening. Yeah. Up close oh, completely. Too. And yeah. then my second um, hot, hot goss for the week was um, my sister Ray Latrey, uh, queen of the uh, baddest bitch in drag. Yeah. Um, she had a booth near me and she was walking around and she told, girl, she said, girl, you and Ariel planned that, didn't you? And I was like, what? She said, Ariel has on the same hair as you. And I said, Ariel Versace? She said, yeah. The but hair I, gate. The I hair mean, gate. Yeah. Because you had two-toned hair. Mm-hmm. One side was pink, one side was blue or something like yes, that. Yes, and I've had that hair for like a year or two. And she was wearing half pink, half blue hair. She was. Same sides. Same sides. <laughs> Very similar. Um, but you know what? I didn't invent that hairstyle. I may be the first girl from drag prominence to wear it. But um, drag as, soon as, as soon as Rhea told me that, I said, who looks better? And Rhea was quiet. So I said, who looks better? Oh, I look better, right? Oh my. And then she said, she was quiet again. So I said, oh. you need to go take a picture. Because I was like, you're my friend. Oh my so gosh. she took a picture. And I call it a tie. <laughs> well, we should throw the uh, the side by side. Sure, on the Race Chaser pod. The, yeah, at Race Chaser pod. Well, Raya was shady. First, Raya took the picture and then she put it up as a side by side. And then I was like, Oh, yeah, it came from her story. Yeah. And I was like, Girl, how are you going to stir the, you're going to fucking buy a pot, shit in it, and then stir it? She is. Because she did. Full stirring. Um, I thought, uh, I I was just a little like, Tell me I'm prettier. I'm your best friend, Raya. Right. And she didn't. Right. And I, I mean, oof. and then yeah. you said, oh, y'all planned that, huh? Well, yeah, I said, yes, I was like, oh, well, I mean, you, I don't know. I, I I think there's like a perception of a feud or Between a Ariel celebrity I, feud. Yeah, for sure. I think you you both um, have a similar, I don't know. I mean, mouthy New Jersey, Philadelphia aesthetic. That sort of vibe. And Hooker so Barbie. sometimes people who are sort of have things in common sometimes clash mm-hmm. so is there a feud tell uh, us tell us on hot goss i have no it's a safe space i have no open or pressing issues with ariel versace <laughs> other than people no that open, say it versace because it's not versace it's versace it's italian it's italian yeah. um we're gonna take a break and uh we'll get be back. more back into this hot goss Eat stress-free this spring with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. You can choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. Also, you're going to want to discover the 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up for your springtime goals. The Factor meals were so great. I love that they came in a recyclable container and with very little waste. And the food, delicious. My 
Taste buds had a party. Exactly. Really good. Really easy to make. Loved it. Not a lot of cleanup because Factor Meals eliminates the hassle of the prepping, the cooking, and cleaning up. Simply heat and savor the good stuff, and you can customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. And then pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Get chef-prepared meals on the table in two minutes with Factor's ready-to-eat meals. So you can get back to doing what you love this spring. And if you're looking for gourmet meals, try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. In fact, we're celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for our lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash drag50 drag and use code drag50 drag to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code drag50 drag at factormeals.com slash drag50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is still active. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Ooh, so much hot dogs. Oh, the hot dogs. It's so hot. It's so scalding. Now, before we get into the political corner, mm-hmm. um, I I want to talk about makeup. Sure. That That's the big thing this year is there are so many makeup lines coming out. Which is fantastic. Drag queens are spearheading a lot of great makeup products. Yeah. I'm in development right now with my line. I know. That'll be launching DragCon New York, and I've been wearing the products, and I tested them this weekend, and my lips were long-lasting and wearing. I'm interested in the lashes that you have coming out that you've mentioned. The lashes are going to be sickening. Yeah. I'm very excited to to make lashes that are... One stop for a drag queen, one pair, and you're good to go. Which I is, can, like, can it be done? Yes. I'm so excited for that. Yeah, it can be. Um, I'm I'm looking through Aquaria's NYX makeup right now. Yes, the packaging is real cute. There's like this plastic thing that could be a purse, but the photo they did her on. Uh, tell me, would you have let that gone out? Yes, I think she, she looks, looks beautiful cool and, and young, and it's unfiltered and. It's not super, um, super airbrushed or manipulated. It doesn't it, look touched at all like. to me. You don't have to touch it when you when you look like that. No, you don't. But I'm surprised that they didn't because I never see that level of restraint in a makeup ad. It's like I can see hairs. I can see. You can skin. see the makeup. You can see the fucking makeup, and I like it. It has some really great colors. She sent me one in the mail as well. And so thank you, Aquaria, friend of the pod. Huge fan. Amazing. I got to see her this weekend. Her booth was amazing. Yeah. And these are liquid lipsticks as well. They come in really um, vibrant colors. The palette is really great. 
Um, and yeah, it's like a lot of vibrant colors. And I love NYX cosmetics. Me too. They were my um they were season four sponsor. And yep. I I think they make some good makeup. Yeah. And um, my friend Rory is doing um the creative direction for him now. Oh nice. Yeah, he's awesome. Who else has makeup lines? Um Trixie Alyssa with uh Beverly Anastasia Beverly Hills. That's a collab, right? I haven't gotten a chance to try that out. Me Trixie either. Cosmetics. Trixie collabed with Sugar Pill first and now she's doing her own line. I use that oh honey palette every time that I get into it. Oh honey blush so. is great. And if you yep. want to do a neutral eye, you're set with that. Yeah. Um my makeup line is coming out in I think August or September. Yeah. There will be a big launch at DragCon New York, which I'll be at. Um, who Fame had a makeup line with some lip colors yes. that were really... Really good. High they, end. they smelled beautiful and the packaging was great. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, makeup is cool and it's the way of the future. I want to make stuff personally that I can wear and I use in drag. Yes. Not necessarily so much that I see stuff missing from the market. I just want more specific things for me. So yeah. I know I have them the rest of my life. So if a makeup company goes under, I'm not, fuck, what am I going to do to my face? Yeah. You know? Well, I want to introduce our next segment, which is called Let's Get Political. Political. I want to get political. Let me see your poli sci. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot going on in the world, and I, I think we are uh, behooved to speak of it. Um, so uh, Dipper brought up a, a, a an article here, mm -hmm. and it says the headline is Waterville Children's Bookstore gets backlash for a drag queen event. So this is the thing that has been going on: is the um, the queens reading queen story time, mm -hmm. drag queen story time. Mm -hmm. You've heard of this. Have um, you done it? I was signed up to do it for three months. I kept my schedule clear last mm -hmm. year, and then um, a couple weeks before they said. Oh, actually, um, some stuff was brought to light to our attention, and uh, we can no longer invite you. And I said, oh, well, I made an apology video for that. That was a bit of a misunderstanding. I'd appreciate it if you'd watch it. Even if you don't want me anymore, please watch it so you know I'm not the type of person you're accusing yeah. me of being. And they said, okay. So they watched it, and they understood, and then they said... But we did some more Googling and found something else. So we still don't want you. So I was disinvited from reading at the WeHo Public Library to children. So they do it here in WeHo. They, they do this all they over did. the place. Yeah. Um, I mean, to me, I, I, why they're receiving backlash at Waterville and uh, apparently some of the other places are receiving backlash as well. Because I guess the idea is that what drag is inappropriate for children. I, I think that sometimes they might think of um, drag as a lifestyle that should not be um, forced upon these kids or it may make them have too many questions. There's so many arguments that come that are based in fear, I think, out of the people that don't want this to happen mm -hmm. because that's what it is. It's fear. It's fear of the unknown. So they they lash out no oh, th it's about the children because once you invoke a child's name like you know how the mormons won the prop 8 thing in california they had one very simple effective commercial that a little girl came home from school handed her mom a picture of her and another like two princesses saying they told me at school i can get married to a princess too and the mom was just like taken aback in the commercial mm -hmm. because to invoke a child that's what gets people like fearing oh well what about my kid I don't want right. them being taught about drag queens and lesbians and like like people get fearful and I think that right. the exposure of having drag queens out there will you know 
converse will create conversation and conversation leads to change and all yeah. that i think it's important so these waterville fucks can fucking well when i first started drag if you would have asked me if you know i would be doing shows for children or be at events with kids i mean i would have laughed and i would have thought that's crazy um my name is alaska thunderfuck like i have a bad word in my name so literally but now children are a huge part of you know our audience and engagement and like being a drag con for instance is a family affair it's yeah. all ages kids come with uh with the parents the parents bring the kids the kids bring the parents like it's a, it's a family affair it's Suck great the dads right yeah. um uh, i was <laughs> fully hitting on a dad at drag con this weekend because i was like you, what are you doing over there just watching me I was like cost 35 dollars to watch he's like my daughters are in line i was like can they hold the camera Oh my God! Um, um, wow. Well, um, personally, I think drag is great for kids. If I if I would have had the chance to see drag queens when I was a kid, I I can only imagine how much gayer I would be. <laughs> you know, and that's great. I don't know if that's possible, so, right? How is it possible? Like, what would have happened? Yeah. Shit, I don't know. Um, Nina West has a um, drag is magic. Drag her is video. magic, and she sort of is doing like a like a, a drag album for kids, right? And like a storybook, maybe. It's pretty major. I have something to say about DragCon. Sure, I love DragCon, and I love Same. that it's an all ages family friendly event, which is why I think that we should save our assless jockstrap thong pant looks for save it for like pride or like Folsom or like like um more like adult events what if they have pads and tights on and you can't actually see their skin like um I'm mainly queen. talking about like ma- like male presenting yeah. guests at Ma- DragCon who Ma- are running around in like really suggestive things and I'm like th- okay no that's cool and stunning but like this is a family friendly event and like um, so I don't know. I think that uh, keep that um, in mind. I anesthetizing think. drag and making it suitable for children is not the way to go. Um, I had a show. I'm not saying that. I'm saying at DragCon when it's a family friendly event. Uh, maybe it shouldn't be a family friendly event. I I just don't. Okay. I think that drag is great, but not all drag is perfect for everyone. And I think if they want to make it an all ages event where they mandate what we wear and what we can say and what we can do. I sold shirts with an asshole on them that said make America gape again, but I was smart enough to put a sticker over it, you know, over the (laughs) ass. And then, but I, a lot of conventions. Do you have one in a children's small? (laughs) I want to put it on my infant. (laughs) You have a onesie. Um, I really think that if DragCon is going to start demanding more and more of us, including what we wear and like that kind of thing, they should, you know, start paying the girls for like being on the panels or being away from their booths. Or you know what? Give us our fucking booths for free or give all the girls stanchions that deserve stanchions. Like if I don't have stanchions, you're in for a wreck of a time with my line. So like, I just don't understand why they're unwilling to make their event um, the best it can be. With, with simple things like fairness to all the girls. Like, I know you don't like me, but I've been there since the beginning providing revenue. I got the first fucking corporate sponsor for their DragCon, OCC. The first year, they were the first booth sold. Four booths. Yeah. And I understand I'm problematic and stuff, but like, I was a fucking saint at DragCon. I sat in that chair every opening hour and just took pictures for free. And 
they wouldn't even give me a stanchion. Like, right. what did I do wrong? I was so nice to everybody. Sorry about the Stan- Emmys, guys, but Stan- get over it. Stanchion Sanchez, I think she does. The, <laughs> oh, Stanchion. Stanchion, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huge. Let's go ahead and take a break. This has been ha, Let's Get po- Political. <laughs> the, 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 right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's We're still working Let's get political. Political. I want to see your policy. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Welcome back to Hot Goss. So for our final segment, we want to uh, take some of these questions. We get an email boatload of questions. Reach deep into that mailbag. Question, we're reaching so deep into the deep so mailbag. Deep. Shoulder deep. <laughs> so this question. Okay, let me read this. Okay, I had a couple of questions. Um, okay. Do you want me to read it for you? Uh, well, no, I can read it. Okay. Firstly, we are, are we likely to see either of you on our TV screens anytime again soon in any upcoming TV or movie projects that you're able to talk about? If not, what would be your dream role? Um, well, I can start with that. We're both in Wig, a Wigstock documentary produced by Chris Morcabell and Neil Patrick Harris and Bruce Cohen and David Burtka and a bunch of cool people at HBO yeah. on June 18th. And that's called Wig. On HBO, right? Yep. Yes. And we are going to be on TV. That's oh huge. Um, all, Lady Bunny and all her contributions to drag are celebrated and it's an awesome fucking documentary. Yes. Kevin Aviance. The, I mean, the party alone. Yeah. Um, and Charlene Incarna. Charlene. So many, yeah. so many cool, cool people. And then June 27th and June 28th, World Pride Weekend. I'm going to be in New York the whole time, but I will also be on your television screens on HGTV and they'll be oh. airing House Hunters oh. that weekend. Two days? Yeah, two dates. A, a recurring series arc? Girl, you know. A character arc? You know they love a recurring. We do, we do. Yeah. Cherry Peck is back in action. Back, 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 back again. And aren't uh, you making history as the first? I am, but I didn't want to brag. I'm the first what? drag queen on HGTV. Oh, she's the HGTV queen, mm-hmm. honey. HGTV, everybody, uh, queen of something. Home and garden. <laughs> home and, welcome to my garden, darling. She's a home and garden queen. She's one of those HGTV I've girls. always thought of you as one of those girls. I always knew that about you. <laughs> I always knew that um, about And then you. I'm on Eastsiders on Netflix, which is uh, final season Damn. premiering this summer. That's great. Uh-huh. What have you got coming up, Gail? I don't know. I was just on The Bachelorette, which was a very surreal experience. For that Speedo segment. I saw that. It was like an 18-hour shoot day, and I was on the screen for about 30 seconds. But you know what? It was It's the hugest show on television. Mm-hmm. and um, Other than NCIS. Um, right. Basically. I. Uh, it was a really cool. It was a cool experience. Yeah. Well, we look forward to seeing you more. Our second question. Hey, ladies, love the pod. But why was this hey, cast... Lady, hey, you lady. You lady. <laughs> love your podcast, girls. But why was this cast too sorry for a fucking puppet moment? Did the producers have no hope in these tired-ass queens that they didn't even bother? Conflamed, so... F- 
Um, oh, okay, Soph. Pu- so I says to Soph, I says, isn't that Bette Midler the character, Soph? Sophie's her daughter in real life. Oh, okay. Um, I think that, do they have pu- puppets every season? No, they were doing it for a while, but um, they stopped. And I think the Sock fan shortage? base is demanding it. And I, I hope they bring it back because the puppet challenge is really funny. It gives you a chance to take the piss out of the girls that you've been getting to know over the weeks and weeks. Well, I feel like the puppet challenge is just a reading challenge with a puppet. It is, essentially. Yeah. And they, they kind of did a second reading challenge already this year after the library one. Didn't they? I feel like I remembered. With the slaps. With the slaps. That, oh, right. That was kind of the yeah. same thing. And I'd and rather. the reunion, too. And the reunion. I feel like um, doing the same thing over and over is um, is great, but also the willingness to try new stuff with an established format. And Drag Race has been doing that. Oh, yeah. They're like, great at that. Like now, Rue doesn't give critiques at all. Right. That's, that's kind of new. But the fans definitely want puppets back, and I would love to see the puppets back. You've been a puppet. Yeah. So, okay, our next question comes from Justin Crosby. So I was showing my partner season five because it's my favorite season. Alaska is my all-time favorite. And I came across the episode where you all had to lip-sync to a scene from Untucked. I was kind of thrown off when my partner pointed out that Alaska was pretty much doing brown face to impersonate Fifi, and I never really took note of that before. I immediately became defensive because I worship you, Alaska, but realized that was my own whiteness reacting to being called out. So in response to all this, I want to know what you think of this moment. Looking back, since I've never really seen or heard you talk about it, I want to know if you would do anything differently if you consider it brown face now looking back on the scene etc thanks for reading justin um so justin um i haven't seen this uh for some time um so um it's a good question and i'm glad you brought it up the reason i mean i can tell you my intention i'm sure looking back on it uh, I would be mortified to watch this right now because the world is a different place. I'm a different person. We've learned a lot. The reason where I was coming from with that was we would, I mean, it was kind of an ongoing joke that Fifi was really tan. Like orange. She, she tanned herself so much that she was like orange. And so I wanted to emulate being really tan. Yeah, that's and Fifi's so makeup. That was, I was emulating her makeup. Uh, I wasn't like actively trying to do that because she's of a different ethnicity. It was like a drag thing rather than like an ethnicity thing. And may I point out that Fifi isn't in brown face because she's not Latina nor i.e. brown. She's actually Asian. So that would be yellow face. But that's definitely not yellow either. You were just emulating the tan factor that Fifi does. You weren't emulating like, an ethnicity at all. I was emulating her style of makeup, which was like really dark foundation yeah. and really heavy contouring. So that's where I was coming from. Can I look at it? Jesus Christ. It's horrible. I mean, no, I, not. I really look terrible. But You look terrible, but it's not offensive. I, um, but I mean, that's coming from us. So like if White it, people. if yeah. it, um, if it was offensive, um, I'm really sorry about that. I think it kind of it, it is offensive. Would I do it now? Absolutely fucking no, ever at all. Um, and um, so, I mean, I apologize, but I, I just 
I'm glad that you asked so that I can let you know what was going through my mind at the time. So thank you for that question, Justin. How wonderful. Yeah. Oh, and there's a moving one of it. Right. Like, even the titty contour, like, I just drew two black lines because I was, like, I was reading her makeup. It was like that pageant um, lip where you use white as the highlight. Uh-huh. The Kennedy Davenport baboon-ass lip. So That's it what was... Kennedy called it. Kennedy called it that. I did not. Kennedy called it that herself. So, thank you for the question. I hope that kind of clears it up. I hope that you and your boyfriend didn't break up over this fight that you had. That would be really sad. Um, I unfortunately um, did blackface once upon a time and I'm constantly apologizing for it Uh, a director equated it to white chicks in like 08 in Croatia and I thought me impersonating Monique in a good way not like some like minstrel show like the white outline over exaggerated features like I thought the makeup was done beautifully and I was like I thought it was okay that was a decade ago and worse are you pulling up the picture of me? Asshole. But like, it's one of those things where I would never do it again. No. But in my head, the way it, it was a vampire movie. So I was like, this is fantasy and I'm playing Monique. But in my head, it, it was rationalized because of white checks. So I was like, I'm doing the opposite. But I didn't realize all the fucking shit that we know now about white privilege and why it's wrong. And yeah. even if it is a character, it's not worth the joke at all. And no. it's one of the things, it's one of the few things I regret. And you know, most of the shit I've done in my career, I don't regret much. Yeah. That I regret. Yeah. Well, do we have any more questions, Dip Arena? Or that's the time. Well, this is, this, see. I almost hot, burned myself on the hot goss. You know, it's scalding. Yeah. It's really hot. We hot should goss. really like put a, a flame guard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Too hot. Too hot. I re- it's too darn hot. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on a very special sample episode of a possible <laughs> upcoming mini uh, Race Chaser Presents uh, program entitled. We're to wait for the network up fronts. Right. Yeah. It's called Hot Goss. Let us know at Race Chaser Pod. Slide into our DMs. Send us an email at what's the email? Race Chaser Pod at gmail.com. Race Chaser Pod. Race Chaser Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know your questions. Right. Well, yeah. Let us know any questions that you have for us about anything at all um, going on in the kingdom. And um, let us know what you would like to hear about on Hot Goss. You want to talk about Hot Goss? Let's Mm. talk about Hot Goss. Have an amazing day. And this has been Hot Goss. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Engineered and mastered by Alex Sarchet. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs>